Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 454. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45 through 49. Let's read our passage. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spirit is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. Like the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. Like the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. This is Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth, a church he had founded five years earlier. He's writing this letter to straighten out a lot of problems. And the problem he's dealing with right now is the question of resurrection. There are people in the church in Corinth that are denying that followers of Christ will be resurrected. And some of it is, seems that Think, they think they are so spiritual that they've already been spiritually resurrected and that they're like angels now. So they've already arrived as far as spirituality. They're fully completed. And Paul's adjusting their thinking here about resurrection. All through chapter 15 is the, the topic of resurrection. Verses 1 through 11, he talked about the, the reality of Christ's resurrection and that that's the basis of our faith. In verses 12 through 19, he said, well, and if there's no such thing as resurrection, well, then Christ wasn't resurrected, in which case that common faith we all have is pointless, and everyone is still in their sin. Then verses 20 to 28, he talked about the order of resurrection, that Christ was resurrected first as the first fruits, pointing to a larger harvest, that there will be a resurrection that of all followers of Christ. Then in verses 29 to 30, he talked about some reality issues of if there's no resurrection, then why do you do these things? Why do I do those things? They would be pointless if there was no resurrection to look ahead to. Then last time in verses 35 through 42, he raised the question of what does it look like? What kind of body will we have resurrection? How are the dead raised? And so he talked about the difference of bodies. There's a lot of different bodies that we see in nature, but then he extrapolated from nature to spiritual, and that each body that God has created is for a specific purpose, for a specific realm. And when we are resurrected, the earthly body we have now will not be appropriate for the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm, because our earthly bodies are sinful, corrupt, fallen, but our resurrection bodies will not be sinful and corrupt and fallen. Today, we're looking at verses 45 through 49. Ended last time with, if there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. And so verse 45, he says, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So it is written, What's he referring to there? He's referring to Genesis. Genesis 2, 7, which talks about the creation of Adam, the first man. That God took some of the dust of the earth and 
fashioned man and breathed the life into him. So, so it is written. Well, you could say, like it says in Genesis 2, 7, the first man, Adam, became a living being because God fashioned the man from the dust of the earth and breathed the life into it. He became a living being. Then he adds, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. That is not part of the so it is written. So it is written is just referring to the first Adam. He's still talking about what kind of body. And he's talking about the difference between the natural body and spiritual body. So two Greek words that are used here. One is psyche and one is pneuma. Psyche just means being. And pneuma means spirit. So he said the first man, Adam, became a living psyche. But the last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving pneuma. And he just uses plays on those words as he continues through it. So Adam was a living psyche. But Christ isn't just a living spirit. He's a life-giving spirit. Very different here. So with Adam, the natural man, it's psyche, the being. Jesus, the, the last Adam, he is spirit, pneuma. But one is just living life receiving because God breathed the life into him. But the other, Christ, is life giving. Verse 46, it says, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. Now he's using those two words, psyche and pneuma, and he's turned them into a, a new noun based on an adjective. So it's a psyche became psychotos, and pneuma became pneumaticos. So the pneumaticos is not first, but the psychicos, then the pneumaticos. Now, what's he talking about here? Well, he's talking about Adam came first, the psyche, the natural body. Then Christ came after that. He is the spiritual. And it's the same order in our lives. So, you know, it follows that. We're born as natural people, people like Adam. But then become spiritual. Now, he's talking about types of body. So he's not just talking about salvation here. He's talking about resurrection. And it continues in this line of thought. Verse 47, the first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. So the first man, Adam, is from the earth, or could just mean of the earth. The first man is earthly, a man of dust. Well, God took the dust and formed the man and breathed life into it. So, okay, that's, that's biblical. That's the way Adam came about. God formed him from the elements of the earth. The second man is from heaven. I think the best way to understand this is the, the preposition that gets translated as from could be of. I think the best way to understand this is just not that he came from heaven, but he is of heaven. He is heavenly. So the first man, Adam, is made of dirt, brought to life by God. For the second man, he's heavenly. First man is natural. The second Adam, the last Adam, is heavenly. One is of the earth, one is of heaven. Verse 48, like the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. Like the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. He's continuing this line of thought. So, the, the first Adam, the last Adam. First Adam was 
a natural body and we're all born as descendants of Adam with a natural body. But then the man of heaven is Christ. Those who are his followers will be like him in that spiritual. Verse 49, and just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. We are born like Adam. We're descendants of Adam. But those who are followers of Christ will be like Christ. Now, two ways to take this will also bear the image of the man of heaven. This verb, will bear, that's translated as a future verb. It could be translated as a subjunctive verb which changes the meaning somewhat. It doesn't change the meaning of the overall passage, where the future means we will bear the image of the man of heaven. We will be like Christ. It's looking ahead to the resurrection. Subjunctive would mean, let us bear the image of the man of heaven. So that's actually a call to actually change their behavior, start acting more like the man of heaven. It changes the, the meaning of the verse. It changes the overall meaning here. He's talking about what kind of body will the resurrection body be. We're all born descendants of Adam with this physical, natural body. But that's a sinful, fallen, corrupt body. Through the resurrection, we will then receive a spiritual body. So Adam... He's the living psyche with a psychicose body. Christ, the life-giving pneuma with a pneumaticose body. But that's after the resurrection. So it's not talking about the fact that Jesus came from heaven, but the fact that he ascended to heaven and is there now and is heavenly now. As a result of the resurrection, he got this pneumaticose body. Looking ahead to that's how we get this spiritual body through resurrection. And what's challenging here is their thinking that they have arrived spiritually. Say, no, no, you have that spiritual aspect through your relationship with God, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but you don't have the spiritual body. That only occurs at the end through resurrection. Now, actually, in the section we look at next time, Paul will also talk about the transformation because those who are dead are resurrected. Those who are alive when Christ returns are transformed with that spiritual body. So you can only achieve this full spirituality, this completed aspect of spirituality with a spiritual body that only occurs at the end through resurrection or transformation. So they haven't got there yet. So Paul is challenging their denial of the resurrection. Why? Maybe they're just confused about what resurrection looked like. We talked about last time, they're talking about, you know, just dead bodies brought back to life. Well, that's not what the biblical view of resurrection is. It's a spiritual body, completely different in kind, in type from our natural bodies. What exactly it's like? Hard to say, but it's different, and we don't get that now. So they have a misunderstanding of what resurrection is. They also have this idea that they're already there. 
they're spiritually complete. They have arrived. And Paul's been picking away at that. You're not as smart as you think you are. You're not as wise as you think you are. You're not as spiritual as you think you are. And you're not a completed product yet. That's still down the road. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.